What's going on, Cornhole Nation? It's Michelle Thompson here with Anthony Ione and Trey Ryder for Around the ACL. And we're going to dive into some more free agency stuff today. We're going to preview the first open. Yay, we're back. It's time we for some We got events. It's time. <laughs> so we're excited. Uh, we're going to do a fun little game, and then we're going to do two early predictions. So great show. Uh, of course, we're going to dive into those free agency uh, new partnerships first. Before we get into it, anything you guys want to mention as we get into this? Oh, there's some juicy Trey? ones. Yeah. There's some shocking ones. Uh, I got I got plenty of opinions. I got plenty of opinions. So uh, You're just ready to get into it? I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> let's, just, let's just go right to Almond's the Clemmer. I know you've got some I mean, opinions there. Let's just go. <laughs> that was that – was, surprising i i, I yeah I, I don't know guys i just don't i don't get it. so duncan clever no almanza um i i just don't see it i i i just don't um especially i think yeah i i don't know what the bag selection is gonna be and everybody you know i put that on twitter and i had a few people say look what are you talking about? Almanza can throw carpet. I, I know. I'm not worried about Almanza. <laughs> right? I mean, Ultra, even that, I mean, look, the, the Viper R, the Vapor R, the, all these, this this carpet bag by, by Ultra that's came out there is not an established true roll carpet bag, right? right. Yep. Some people do it, yes. But when you think roll... You're thinking about a Reynolds Pro Advantage or a variation of a Reynolds bag, or you're thinking about a BG bag, right? Because if you think about every run that Clemmer has ever been on that's been special, whether it be in singles and doubles, it's when he has that super sticky bag in his hand and he's rolling a foot and a half and relentlessly, and he's in that in that rhythm, right? To me, it felt like a significant risk for someone like Almanza to turn around and try to partner with someone that has such a variability in his game style when it comes to bag selection. I just think there's a huge question mark out there. And, and, and you know, they could very well finish a top 10 team. Maybe that bag is doing exactly what he needs it to do in Clemmer's hot all season long. I just think more than anything, we're seeing – Duncan Clemmer, you know, where we see him be special when he's playing with that Reynolds bag. Yeah. And this will be the first time we've ever seen him not do that. And he's not the type of player that changes it up very often, right? He's not a no Wooten that throws all these different variations and everything like that. I just, I think it's tough. I don't know. What do you think, Anthony? Yeah. We were going, I was going back and forth with Clemmer and I'm like, it's going to be weird, man, not to see a pro X in your hand. And he goes, yeah, but you haven't seen me throw vipers and i'm like you're right i have not seen you throw vipers so apparently he's got some confidence coming in and then i wonder how many players overlooked almanza as an option i mean how did he end up with 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 the clemmer i mean there's a lot we're talking about a top 10 talent how many people either approached him and it just didn't work out or just didn't think that he might be a guy that they could play with so that just the partnership kind of yes bag discrepancies but just the partnership in general just seemed kind of out of left field that these two guys came together. So it'll be interesting to see how that all played out eventually. 
I'd be the shocked only- people looked over Noah Almanza. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but I mean, it it, it happens. I mean, it, it, I, I don't get it, but it happens. I mean, the only other one I think that's worth mentioning before we roll into some of the reveals we'll have on the show is Ryan Smith, Ryan Wiedenfeld. You mentioned yes. that, Michelle, that you knew that one. And that was good of you to keep that secret because that was one of the ones I didn't see coming, but it makes total, total sense, right? They have a similar play style where – Ryan Smith has really developed that that role game, but he doesn't necessarily always rely on it. I think Wiedenfeld can kind of be a similar way. I was really impressed. Anytime you can end up with an advanced singles world champion as a partner, that's a win for someone like Ryan Smith, right? I mean, the last time we had an advanced singles world champion become a pro, Alex Rawls. He became – He went okay. Yeah, (laughs) he he was okay. So um, I really think think that's going to be a scary team and one that I wouldn't want to run into. 100%. 100%. Yeah, and, and Ryan, it's funny because I kind of set him up for it because I had mentioned Ryan, Ryan Wiedenfeld to Ryan Smith just in passing. And I was like, I haven't seen him throw much. I don't know his game too well. And Ryan's like, he's really good. He's he's really, really good. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. That's awesome. He's like, yeah. He's like, do you want to know my partner? I, you can't tell him. And so he was like jonesing to say it because I had actually brought up the name. Um, and so I was really excited when he told me that team. And I asked how their chemistry was going to work and he said he's really quiet he just does his thing i do my thing it's going to work fine so we feel also worthy of mentioning one of the few young baggers coming in in that we've been talking about the list of young carpet baggers coming in all the youngins have been kind of partnering up together you know so but we feel going out and getting a veteran you know a player who's experienced so i really like how he's sitting right now picking up a veteran pro agreed well also, uh, we heard about Jamie Graham, Matt Guy. I don't think that was a shocker. Well, maybe not to everyone, but I, I, that's what I had predicted. Uh, and then Berkeley Pair and Caleb Avery are another team that came together. But we have some partnerships that have not yet been revealed. A big name that we've been wondering about is Tanner Halbert. Uh, there was some speculation about Noah Almanza when we heard that Noah Almanza was with Duncan Clemmer. I think most of us kind of went, well, okay, what's going on with Tanner Halbert then? Because that's kind of seemed like the natural fit with the ultra uh, tie. But we have Tanner here with us, so he is going to let us in on who his partner is going to be. And, um, wow, what do you guys think? Oh, this, oh I guess I brought Tanner. him on too early because you asked us to uh, – you asked me instead of bringing <laughs> him on. But, um, no, I, I, I can I can say it with Tanner here. You know, I, I'm, I'm interested. I think, you know, obviously it, there was always a, a chance he stays with Eric Zockline. That was part of it for a while. There was rumors about Jordan Camba just because of the the family and the regional orientation. Uh, there was, and then of course Noah Almanza with the bag selection and both being top ten players. So, um, you know, I think all of those were were kind of the, the 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 favorites at least out of the beginning. But at the same time, I didn't think Duncan Clemmer was on Noah Almanza's radar at all. So Tanner may be pulling uh, pulling <laughs> s- someone else under uh, out of a hat here on this one, or even something yeah. crazier like like a Mark Richards. I know Tanner. I was just joking with you when we were going back and forth i'm like if you haven't talked to, to mark richards yet maybe you should you know yeah. just kind of throw a little something into the mix but we talked about it before there's plan a there's plan b in yep. tanner's case he might have had you know plan d and e you know i mean that, that's what happens when you're uh, one, of the, one of the best players in the world so yeah Madison, so tanner. yeah so tanner i was just gonna ask you know uh, what was this off see this even though it was only like a month long what was the uh, can you can you put into words what the off season was like for you and trying uh-huh. to identify who you're gonna play with this year uh it was it was at times it got very stressful um 
you know, we had we had some things working, um, and then they kind of fell through, and and then this kind of ended up where I'm at now, and I'm I'm completely happy with it. Um, so we're definitely excited to get the year started. Can you help us understand? Because we're all starting to learn this process, and and I'm hearing that along a, bu- a bunch amongst a bunch of pros is, you know, it just didn't work out. It was stressful. Like, what's happening in the background? What has to connect? What has to happen in order to get these, these partnerships together? Um. So I had I pretty much was lined up with to play somewhere, and then it kind of fell through. An opportunity came about where I could play with somebody else. Um, and we had it worked out. And then that plan kind of fell through. And and now we are where we are at now and who I'm going to play with. And, I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm completely okay with it. I'm happy with it. Um, and it just got stressful at times with the uh, just kind of, I guess you could say, the pressure um, the kind of bag manufacturers put on you at times, uh, you know, cause they're trying to, they're trying to close in all their teams as quickly as they can. So, you know, it just puts you, you know, you got to make a decision kind of quickly and I'm okay with that. You just, you know, it just puts a lot of pressure on yourself. And, uh, like, like me, I mean, I talk everything over my wife, puts a lot of pressure on us just trying to decide what's best for me and, and the family. So when you're well, saying good thing, Kat, through, good. <clears throat> I'm just trying to read, just trying to read between the lines. You're saying things that have to happen. It sounds like it's all at the contract level. Like everything needs to line up timing wise. And then at the contract level, that's where things fall through is at the bad contract level. Right. Um, we had, we actually had a verbal agreement on some things. Uh, I don't really know how much detail I can go into on it. Sure. That it fell through. Um, so we had a verbal agreement and, uh, somebody backed out. And that kind of dropped the, the thing, the, gotcha. the agreement had going. And now we are where we are now. I was just going to say, you say you rely on, on Kat to give you some advice. That I, Too bad she's not very opinionated. So that, that Yeah, really <laughs> not, not much to, yeah, to offer there. A little, just a little. <laughs> well, I'm sure, Tanner, that you were sought after top 10 player. Um, I, I can imagine your phone was ringing uh, trying to get you in a partnership. But... Don't keep us waiting any longer. Who are you going to be playing with this season? All right. For the 2022-2023 uh, season, I'm running it back with Eric EZ Zockline. Easy. Easy. Yeah. Hey. Easy here. I, I didn't think – I thought I was going to be playing Z. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, e, e or Z. Yeah, yeah there you go. Uh, uh, so so easy, you know, it's, easy. I'm so proud to be running it back with my brother, though. It, it's just, just going to be a great time. Yeah, so easy. Looking, you know, looking back on this year, you know, how, how would you kind of evaluate your 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 rookie season? You know, even on, especially on the double side, you know, I you and C minus on me this year because that was not easy. I was not easy all year. I don't know what I was doing, but uh, this year I'm going to practice a little more and make sure I stay a little bit and stay uh, stay ahead of the game a little bit And because these young boys are firing them. You know what I mean? Jeez. Hey, yeah. if, if, and, and I'm not getting any younger. So, you know. <laughs> uh, hey, I was thinking if that was a C-, minus, I mean, you guys finished sixth in doubles overall. I'm saying C- minus for myself. Yeah, a, so if you bump that up. Yeah, I, got better, I think it got better at the end of the year. We started playing together a little better. And, and yeah. 
figuring out the figuring out the bags and the style and easy there there was one was it vegas there was one event where you were on fire do you guys remember uh, was that vegas yes. that, no that was uh, chicago that was atlantic city it was atlantic city atlantic okay city, yeah, threw really well and what do you think it was that time anything different that you did or I, I don't know. I really don't. I just, sometimes it clicks and sometimes it, it just don't, you know what I mean? And, <laughs> yeah. and I think in Chicago, I, I, that was nerves, a whole lot of nerves. I was, right. I thought I wasn't, usually I don't get nervous on TV, you know, but, uh, okay. hands got to sweating. And, awesome. <laughs> yeah, was, what's what, I was going to say, I think what Tanner just said was, I mean, easy. You played unbelievable up until the broadcast. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you, I know I mean, it's just, crazy. Yeah. I mean, that, and, and I think the day layover kind of, kind of hurts you, but um, either way, I mean, like I said, I had my top 10 list built and now I'm like in my head, just like I gotta change last, my top 10 list. So the last, <laughs> was the last two or three times we've been, we were on TV. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. That's, that's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> now I didn't even make one singles. Then, then we're talking. That's a good goal. Yeah. So I love but, it. Yeah. All it's right. Great year. Good. Well, I I'm so excited for you guys. I think everything tends to work out the way it's supposed to. So I have all the faith in you guys as a team coming into the next season. Um, so good luck with everything. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks, guys. Good luck. Good luck, Thanks. boys. You want to know what bags we're throwing? No, yes, we do. It. Yes, All right, we do. There you go. We are going to be throwing AAR cornhole bags. What? Wait, wait, yeah. what? Oh, I didn't see that coming. Whoa. I did not see that coming. I did not see that coming either. I just, I made <laughs> wow. an assumption. Yeah. AAR. Oh. Okay. Wait, AAR cornhole is a separate. Doing their own bags this year. I'm, I'm so lost on this right now. <laughs> Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. Okay. We're gonna be talking more about that, guys. So I gotta digest uh, that. <laughs> I gotta digest that. Oh, uh, all right. Well, appreciate it, guys. No problem. Thank Good you. Stuff. Thank you for having us. So, in the past, no one's ever been, been able to tell us their bag reveal yeah. for the most part. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just, just glossing over it, right? Yeah. I was just like, okay, it's good. Wow. That's he drops shocker. that when we're saying goodbye. I mean, come on. <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, everyone digest that. And we got to bring on our next guest because we all need to know who Bella, who's Bella playing with. You guys have any ideas? Cause I don't know. Cause we didn't bring the other person onto this. So I have no idea. Yeah, this is, um, I know. So I, I, it's weird. Like it's just different. It's different. I'm, okay. I'm excited and interesting to see it. It's uh, it's it's definitely someone that I think she has ability to develop a little bit more chemistry with. Um, okay. But I don't know. Well, I don't know. You got any thoughts, Anthony? Well, we know, right? So if we go back, we know uh, they were. She was a partnership with Hunter Thorne. We announced uh, a couple episodes ago that Hunter Thorne was now going to be teaming up with Tony Smith. So that frees up Bella, and they did really good. I right, mean, no, they were. We're, no, thank no, you. Sorry, thank you. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. You see where my <laughs> mind was thinking there. Um, yeah. yeah. So with Noah Wooten, so and they were they were. Um, a top 20 something team. So, you know, Bella and Thorne did really well at, uh, last season. Yeah. So I'm curious to, to see who it is. Um, my guess is just seeing all these younger, younger generations teaming up, you know, everyone kind of in that junior to 18 year range. They're just so familiar with playing it with, with each other. 
I imagine it's uh, it's someone similar. All right. Well, let's bring Bella on and we will find out. Welcome, Bella. Hi. <laughs> Blue hair, Bella. Uh, yep. All right. Where, where are you now? Where I mean, are you home? Are you? Yeah, are you... I'm home for once. <laughs> <laughs> Not traveling across. Well, you got to be leaving for Rock Hill soon, don't you? I mean, Wednesday. I'm leaving Wednesday. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Got um, a little bit of time left. Yeah. So I, I kind of similar question I asked Tanner. Um, Bella, when you look for, you know, you played with Hunter last year. Um, now looking forward to this season. What was it about this next season? What were you looking for in a partner when you compare it to how you and Hunter did last year? What were you looking for this year? Um, so this year, I definitely know that I wanted to stick with BG and not leave like I did last year. Um, so I wanted someone that threw like the same bags as me and someone that has the same play style as me. So I just, I don't know. I thought it made sense for me and my partner to play together. And I, I don't know. It just kind of fits. All right. So we, did, we didn't get to talk to Hunter Thorne last time. How did that, I guess, how did that partnership split up go? Everybody's still good. Like, how did you guys, oh. you know, brat, brat pack discussion? Like, mm -hmm. how did that happen? Yeah. So, no, like midway through the season, well, the first half of the season, me and Hunter were like, not good, like, we were good like friends wise but like on the courts like we just had like not good not good chemistry at all and then like something clicked at the second national in atlantic city was that the second one yes yep yeah where we got fifth and then after that we just i don't know we just did good but then him and noah have been talking since like the third national so okay. i just kind of knew it and i was uh, completely okay with it because i knew that i wouldn't not have trouble finding a partner, but I was like, I'd be fine. Like, yeah. Cause I knew I wanted to make it in singles, not just doubles this year. Yeah. So I was just like, I'd be okay. <laughs> yep. All right, Bella, let us in. Who's your partner? Okay. So for the 2022, 2023 season, I'll be playing with Cameron Kingfisher. Oh. Cameron <laughs> Kingfisher. So right. more local. Yes. So in Definitely. Oklahoma, Yes, he lives. He lives close to Matthew and Jacob. Ah, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like I said, I heard about this, and he qualified through the pro qualifier, correct? Yes, okay. I think he went into the bracket and then won his game. So you talked about play style. Um, obviously, I haven't seen a ton of Kingfisher play, right? So Maybe, yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's it, similar to Matthew Creek Killer, I think, like because they like throw almost the same. Okay. Well, if we get the same Matthew Creek here level play that we got in Atlantic City, then that's pretty pretty darn good <laughs> pretty partnership good. there, Bella. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yes, hey, well, I'm very excited. Well, we know we're getting a solid player. I mean, anybody who comes out of that gauntlet of a qualifier automatically gets respect in this game, you know, that top yeah. 32. So right away, same thing. I've never seen the guy play, but just knowing he made it out of there will, will, be, will be a good player. So, Bella, I got a question for you. So you're a world champ. You know, you've played at the highest levels in the most extreme conditions on a broadcast. So you're the experienced player coming into 2023. What would, what kind of advice would you have for Kingsfisher com coming into his uh, rookie um, season? So for me, what really, like, I feel like hurt me a little bit was my nerves. Like, I was super nervous the first two or three nationals. And then the fourth and worlds, I was, like, completely fine. So I would tell him 
that don't get nervous and just like have full confidence in yourself and like in your shots because confidence at the end of the day is like the most important thing because if you're not confident in your shots then you're not gonna make them like if you hesitate you know yeah so yep have confidence in yourself that's all that matters you know, in a, yeah say in confidence sales they teach you the, the more confident person always wins and that's, that's definitely true here in Cornhole. Hey, yeah. he was saying the same thing in the, in the previous segment. So it's a thing. It's a theme, right? Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Awesome. Well, we're super excited to watch you guys as well. And uh, like you. like uh, Anthony said, he came out of the qualifier. So he's mm -hmm. got he's got mad props coming from, from this end. Yes. I'm very excited. Yeah. He's Good a little quiet, though. <laughs> yes, quiet. yes. Just a little bit. But... <laughs> I think like half the pro field, if not Bella, more. Bella, Bella, you got plenty of personality for the team. You're good. Yeah, You're I good think, on that I front. Think we'll be yeah. Good. <laughs> be okay. Yeah. All right, Bella. Well, thank you so much for coming on, and uh, good luck this season. Thank you. Thank you See for you, having Bella. me. Thanks, Bella. Bye. Uh, I like that one. I like that one. You know, um, without seeing Kingfisher play a ton – I think it's anytime you can start playing with someone that's in your state when you haven't that, that ability. Now, granted, how much time was Bella spending in Airmail City with Hunter Thorne? Like, was it, I, I don't know if it was every other week, every month or whatever it was. So they, they definitely could develop some team chemistry, but um, I, I think if Kingfisher can, can play confidently with that type of style Given that he plays with Creek Killer and Foreman on a regular basis, he's that shows me he's at least used to playing against top level talent. So, well, know, the I only like the only question I have is we talked about how Hunter might thrive because no Wooten will be like the, you know, the A and the, he's the B or however you want to word that. Yeah. So, what do you think about this with Bella now, with this rookie? I think you know, Bella she... has the ability and uh, both the ability and the personality to be the a okay right oh yeah i, I mean i know I she has think... the ability but i'm wondering if she's going to embrace it she's got blue hair michelle i mean come <laughs> on <laughs> <laughs> well you know more of the alpha leader yeah. role i guess you know what i mean of course she can yeah. she has full potential to do that uh, but i wondered if that's what maybe the hunter thorn partnership chemistry that was off was like which one was really the leader and was someone really claiming that role in a confident kind of way. Um, but maybe now that it's her second season, it'll be easier for her to step into that role. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. I think I, I like her as the A player. I really do. I think she's got the personality for it. Perfect. All right. Well, our next uh, segment here is going to be with Mike Morton coming on to talk to us about stats and various things that have to do with math. So welcome <laughs> Mike to the show. Hey guys. Guys, well, I know we, we've got a lot to talk about with the free agency and, and, and all the partnerships, but I spent a little bit of time trying to delve into the chemistry of what makes teams better and, and whether teams are playing up to their potential or below their potential as to what their individual performances are. Mike, so, we can't put numbers on chemistry. We can't measure chemistry. I know. You I was like, you can measure the results. You can, what, what I've done is I've took, in the past, we've talked about overall efficiency. So yeah. you take your PPR and your DPR and you add them together <clears> and it comes up with a pretty good stat called your overall efficiency. So what I've started doing is I've started comparing players' singles overall efficiency 
with their doubles overall efficiency to see if they're playing better okay. or worse in doubles. Now, okay. this doesn't account for who the partner is on the other end. Um, we know the vast majority of the time in the pro division, the players are playing with the same partners. But there are some exceptions, and that's that's understandable. And like every math equation and statistics, there's always going to be, you know, some exceptions. But I found some interesting stuff. Generally speaking, teams that we thought may have underperformed, actually, it shows it bears out statistically that they played much, much better with an overall efficiency in singles than they did in doubles. So it kind of makes sense if you buy into that theory. So um, real quickly, just to, to throw out some names, these are the top five players, the, the largest gaps between their doubles overall efficiency and their singles. So Derek these King, are, number one. Yeah, <laughs> these are your better doubles Big players. Big facts. <laughs> Got to be Derek King. 100%. Now, 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 remember this. Remember this. We're only comparing their doubles performance to their singles performance. So I'm this isn't your best King. doubles performer overall. This is just people that played better in doubles than they did in singles. Uh, um, and, you know, again, that may come down to some partner chemistry and dynamics. Who knows? So the people that played better in doubles and singles, the top five were Chad Braun, Jeremy Frazier, Cam Presley, Len Hyatt, and Ben Biagioni. Now, on the other side, players that played better in singles than they did doubles. And, and, and here's some where you get some big names. Um, number one is Rob Chismark and then Ricky Canton, Dalton McClem. But coming in at number four, Philip Hayden. He played way better in singles than he did in doubles. Huh. Interesting. Number five, Cody Henderson. Really? So to what? me, that may explain why a couple of those big teams did not finish in the top 10 like maybe we would have expected them to. Interesting. Wow. So that poorly in doubles. So yeah, you the, didn't mention any elites. Does that just tell us that they're consistent? Yes. It generally means they're consistent. Now, just to give you an idea, Cody Henderson's gap was 1.28 in, in overall efficiency, which was pretty, it's pretty significant. That's a pretty big number. It's a pretty yeah. big number. So um, he played much better in singles than he did in, in doubles. Can you go – how far down did you go to this list? I went through the top 75 teams. Okay, if you go through – can you tell me – go through both lists and give me the first elite player that you see or that or, or first maybe couple. Who played better in doubles, you mean? Either oh, one, no. both of Either them. Either one, okay. Okay, better uh, – looking at the top of the list here, which reflects singles um, – Tice, better singles um, than doubles. Yeah, the, these are better singles players than doubles. Going down this list, I'm reciting Tice Cobb, and then I'm looking for some other big names here. Duncan Klimmer comes in at number 16. Better at that singles than doubles. Better at singles than doubles. Bit because they were bad in doubles this year, and he, <laughs> yep. he finished he finished top 25. Derek Singleton, and then here's the. Uh, maybe the first, what I would call the first true elite player and 20th place on this list, Jordan Power. Better in singles Better and doubles. Better in singles and doubles. Um, right below him in 21st place, Jamie Graham. Wow. Better in hmm. singles than doubles. Whoa, whoa. Jordan Power, how does that make any sense? He was like 64th in singles. 
<laughs> I told you there's there's always these exceptions where where people win clutch. It, this does not account for clutch performances or how well you beat people. Yeah, overall, sometimes your stats. Yeah. So Mike, look, Mike, better. are you saying uh, are you saying Jay Rubin's got a big back? <laughs> Apparently, well, <laughs> if you look if you look at these stats over large sample sizes, now five you know the five nationals that we had you know including worlds probably isn't a large enough sample size to to make yeah. rash judgment. <clears throat> But I believe that this, in theory, over a large enough sample sizes, begin to tell you maybe who, yes, who's carrying who, who had the bigger back um, to a small extent. But it really, it's just saying who's picking up that chemistry on the other end and what team is playing over their head because they're playing together. They're both playing Wait. better in doubles than they are in singles. And now Last at the top question. of that list, well, I, I want to throw this team out there because this they, they deserve some props. Tice Cobb and Tubby Cobb. As a team, they both played way better than they did in singles. Hmm. Brothers, brother chemistry. Yeah. Last question before we let you go, Mike. Yep. Where is Derek King on that list of playing yep. better in doubles than singles? Believe it or not, Derek King's gap was 0.02. So again, that means Harbaugh had a big back. You well, gotta that's be. Not, that's not like super surprising, right? I mean, yes. Harbaugh. No, I wouldn't say. I think Derek Harbaugh, if I remember right, his number was a, a point two or a negative point two. Um, one of the two, um, maybe a point two. It well, was not means, a significant number. It well, that just means he killed number. it. He killed it in singles and doubles. He was consistent. Right. Right. I'm not. Yes. I don't really care about the. If you're, if we're talking about a delta with someone that's high in both, I mean, to me that doesn't yeah. give me a lot of information. When right. you talk about someone like Derek King, that's in the hundreds in singles, mm -hmm. but finished top ten in doubles, and you're telling me the performance is the same, that tells me yes, Devin Harbaugh has got a very strong back. Yeah, his um, to to confirm, Derek King was a point zero two, so he played nearly identical between doubles and singles, at wow. least statistically. Now we don't. There's so much we can't account for. Who did he shoot against? You know, was he shooting against tougher players or the weaker players on the opponent's teams? I mean, we don't know a lot of stuff. So these are just very high-level numbers, but interesting nonetheless. Very much so. On the flip side of it, I do want to throw one last team name out there. Damon Dennis and Philip Hayden or on the exact opposite end of that. They played way better in singles than they did doubles. They led the pack. Um, in that category, their overall combined um, difference was a 1.82. Wow. So they both well. played way better in singles than doubles. Interestingly enough, Alex Hicks. Uh, these are some of the big teams. That, this is where I, I saw a trend. Alex Hicks and Kyle Hutley, second place. David Morse, Noah Almanza, third place. Connie Altice, Clayton Robertson, fourth. Lester Price, Corey Morrison, fifth. Arguably, all of those teams had high expectations, or we think very highly, and they didn't maybe finish as high in the standings as you would have thought. And you could again, also argue that they played are you putting com did doubles. Are you combining those stats, though? Yes, those are combined. How That's are you combining team. them? Are you well? I mean, the thing is, each of the each one of those two teams, in my mind, would have had one player that was exceedingly better than the other, creating that lopsided stat inherently. Right. It's it it's a it's a sum of the team's difference. Yeah. 
that's what it is. All right, Michelle's so gonna I, Michelle's gonna kill us. We're super like, yeah, right? Right? Just keep asking more questions. Yeah. That's okay. cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's All right, fun stuff. That, that, yeah, math is fun. That's what everyone says. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I'm just kidding. It was interesting. All right, we do have to say goodbye though, Mike. We gotta All we right. gotta go into the open. It's coming up. We gotta talk about it. All right, thanks, Thank Mike. You so much for coming. All right, bye. One more question. <laughs> yes no no you're cut off oh. all right we've got our first open coming up in the rock hill this weekend everyone's jazzed i think and we're going to talk about some people to look at so what do you think trey all right i'll go through mine quickly since i was the one that was killing it last mm -hmm. week um so I, I said on Monday night on ACL Live, I went through my top players. Really, I'm looking for some some high-level rookies or maybe even some returning pros. Really looking to see what Timothy Pitcher's got left in the tank. He's going to make yep. his debut, re-debut as a pro after taking some years off. I keep hearing a lot about Jason Frady out of Georgia. I'm interested to see now that he's got that pro title, if he can make some deep runs in the singles bracket in particular, Ryan Wiedenfeld, Fisher Hamilton, Gavin Cano, all of them open winners last season or advanced world champions in the case of Wiedenfeld. Interested to see, again, now that they have that pro title, how do they perform at a really high level? Then on the double side, Poitras and Hunter. Yes. We get to see the debut of this team. I'm looking at all these different debut teams, right? So my debut teams I got my eye on, Poitras and Hunter. Fillingham and Fillingham, our first ever mother yeah. and son pro team teaming up. Camba and Maudlin, Cobb and Costanza, and of course a team I have really high expectations for that Anthony has even higher, Jeremy Shermerhorn and Joe Neistat. Yeah. What do you got to add, Anthony? Misha got three categories, so do want to mention the ones running it back and registered for open number one. We've got Tubby and Tice Cobb, the Hollands. Uh, they're still going to be a dominant force in the top 10. Expect them to come out strong. Guy and Guy are going to be in the mix. Renner Baldwin, who I think didn't have the season that they were expecting. You know, we're talking about championship, world championship quality players. Can they come out this season and really make a better run than they did last season? My other category, new teams. And you mentioned a bunch of these. I'll just see if I can skip over. Humans Malone. I don't think you mentioned that one. Uh, I want to see how these guys work together here in this open. Windsor Hicks, of course. Cano and Hamilton. I think you're going to be sneaky good. A lot of people talking about Hamilton. Not everyone talking about Cano. These guys are open doubles champs from last season. Um, and then maybe a Jones Purser. I'm really interested to see what a Travis Purser brings. Purser, one of the 32 that qualified. We talked about those guys and gals get immediate respect. So I'm interested to see what he does. And then last group was unique teams. Power Harbaugh. That's mm -hmm. going to be a fun one. I expect them to win a bracket. Uh, what didn't you mention here, Trey? Jamie Graham picking up a Chad Hunt. I'm not familiar with Chad Hunt. Are you, Trey? Yeah, so Chad Hunt is going to be a pro next season. He just won the Carolina Conference Pro Qualifier. Okay. Very talented player. Gains a lot of respect from the from the North Carolina players. These guys are saying he is legit, uh, but he's going to have some high expectations playing with Jamie Graham. Mm -hmm. Ryan Smith and Ashton Spees teaming up for just this Open. I think they could be tough. Uh, Sarah Cassidy has not announced her partner yet. She's teaming up with Danny Seals. 
Does that tell us anything? Maybe not. I'm just saying interesting partnership for open number one. Um, yeah. So those are mine to look out for there, Mish. She was looking for both a partner, pro partner and a partner for this weekend. Like she was posting about that a lot. So I wouldn't necessarily say that means that's her pro partner just because I know she was scrambling there at the end to find someone. Um, so we shall see though. I have not heard. Uh, I haven't heard either. All right, let's move into contender or pretender. I'm going to name some doubles teams. You guys let me know if you think they're going to make the top 10 this coming season. First one being Jeremy Sherberhorn and Joe Neistead. Oh, this one's, this one's <laughs> starting off with a really tough one. I went through and made my list, and I could not squeeze them in. I couldn't uh -oh. do it. I couldn't do it. I, I'm going to say pretender. I like him in the 11 through 15 range, pretender. Anthony? Neistead finished 19th. Yeah, Neistead finished 19th with Morellis last season. Shermerhorn 27th with Singleton. These are both the A players on the respective team. Now Morellis was really close to Neistead. So I think they're going to improve 19 like you were saying, Trey. I also have them mid-teens pretender for me. Okay. Derek King, Devin Harbaugh, after what we just heard, does that change anything? <laughs> you know what? They were a top 10 team this season. I pretender i i again i look through my list all these people i'm going to talk about i just don't see them bumping anybody out i mean harbaugh is going to be really good the other thing to take in consideration is harbaugh just signed with coastal cornhole or cornhole coastal mm -hmm. or the new bag company so he's going to be different that could be better or worse i don't know where where king falls in that range is he also right. changed is he going to be throwing with him? I, I I don't know. I just, I'm still not seeing the consistent high level play from King just yet in order to warrant a top 10. I'll say pretender. Okay. Anthony. Trey, this one completely boggles my mind. I mean, it, it just doesn't make any sense. What do we know? We know Harbaugh is the A player. We know King's interest lies in doubles. He can take singles. He can take it or leave it. He just doesn't have a lot of interest there. He was 154th in singles last year. If Matt Morton, what he was saying is true. That means he played like 154th ranked player in doubles, which means Harbaugh has a big back. There's a factor in there I think we're missing, but that that's pretty weird. I did some homework because I just I couldn't explain in my mind why they did so well. So I looked at some stats. Harbaugh was ranked 20 to 30 in all major stat categories of doubles. King was 106 to 140 in all the double stats, yet they finished sixth. So I'm like, what is going on? So I, I dug a little deeper. I looked at every win and every loss. 11 games against top 10 teams. They won six of them. That's really good. Three of those six were against one team. Foreman and Creek Killer could not win a game against these guys. So huh. they had their number. Couldn't win a game against them. Then they get they beat a team like Graham Guy, and then they lose to a couple 50-plus ranked teams. So like you were saying, the inconsistencies there. It kind of feels like they got hot at the right time. I'm with you, Trey. It just something doesn't feel right. I'm going to say pretender. I just I can't put them in the top ten. All right, Tony Smith, Jacob Trzinski. I hey. am going contender on this one. All right, so Tony Smith, top five player this past season. He gets Trzinski. We look at Trzinski first national this past season. He makes it all the way to the finals. In the second national, he wins his bracket in singles. Then all of a sudden, the second half of the year, you have this debacle with zero gravity cornhole. 
kind of puts Trzinski in this weird place. Trzinski doesn't finish the year well, right? So if I get an entire year of Trzinski being with a bag that he knows is going to throw with the entire season, he's got the expectations, put him with Tony Smith, I got to say contender. They're in my top 10. Anthony? Trey, you laid out the resume of Trzinski perfectly. I don't need to go there anymore. Smith and Wooten finished ninth. I think they finished that or better. I'm going to go contender as well. Dylan Turpin and Caleb Franklin. I am a hypocrite. Uh, two weeks ago, two weeks ago, I bought it. I said, buy or sell. This team's a top 10 team. I bought it. And then all these new teams came in. Yes. And I put my list and I was like, I, I'm squeezing. I'm literally, I literally had them before Tanner Halbert got on this call and announced his partner. I had Turpin and Franklin at 11. Okay. I'm getting them bumped to 12 now. Now that I know Tanner and EZ are back in, I'm squeezing them somewhere in my top 10. So I have them at 12. So I am I am going to say pretender, and I'm a total hypocrite. Well, as long as you let us know, that's fine. <laughs> Anthony? Hey, I don't look at it as a hypocrite. We were doing early predictions. We didn't know what the teams were going to be like. Same thing for me. I started listing out these teams, and I'm like, Oh shit, I can't get them in top 10. <laughs> yeah. I'm the same with you. They're right outside top 10. I mean, not to mention the other teams that are battling with them, but we've got these new teams, like you were saying Windsor Hicks, Smith Wiedenfield, Fisher Cano. You keep talking up Chamberlain. He's got a Justin Burton Jr. with him. So it's getting it's getting really packed in here. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Pretender as well, just outside of 10. And last one, Foreman and Creek Killer. What do we think they're gonna do? Yeah, I, they were they were right on the edge for me. I'm also gonna say pretender. Um, I saw two. Their A player is Matthew Creek Killer. I saw too much up and down. Um, if we get more consistency out of Creek Killer, this is a top ten team. But I have them around the fifteen range when you add in all the other talent. Um, until we can get some really high level consistency, I think that's where gonna they're gonna sit. Anthony. We're, we're real, so aligned here. They're my number 11, just outside of top 10. I mentioned the new teams they got to deal with. They got to mention to the returning ones, Guy Davis, who were like right there at 10 through right. 12. Dingus Lucas Jr., who were right there at 12 through 15. And then maybe an improvement proving Renner Baldwin. I've got them just outside of 10 for so a pretender for me, Mish. All right. Well, let's roll into our two early predictions uh, and let tell us what those top 10 teams are that you've been alluding to. Trey, we'll go with you first. All right, me. Number one, I have Jamie Graham and Matt Guy. Boring, I know. It is what it is. Uh, They're consistently there. Some of these rookies are going to go through a sophomore slump. Um, It just happens. It happens in every sport. Um, I just think they have the consistency. They're going to be number one. Number two, I like this second. I think they showed flashes of greatness this year. That just didn't have the consistency. They bring the consistency next year. I got Trey Birchfield and Alex Rawls at my number two. Number three, Anthony's going to love this one. I think Uh-oh. it's a breakout year again for Ryan Windsor. Yes. Alex Hicks all the way up to number three. Wow. I think the chemistry is going to be there. I think they're going to throw really well together. I just think that's going to be a dangerous, dangerous team there. As long as Alex Hicks doesn't turn into a teenager. And you know what that means, right? Yeah. yeah. Anthony, you got teenagers at home, don't you? Yeah, it's downhill. Don't turn into a teenager. <laughs> as long as, right as, as, long as Hicks doesn't turn into a teenager. 
Number four, I got Mark Richards and Philip Lopez. Again, I think they just come down a little bit. I just don't think they can repeat at that high of a level again this season. Number five, the world champs, Jay Rubin and Jordan Power. I really wanted to try to squeeze them up higher. I just sometimes don't – I get a weird bad tournament by one of them sometimes, right? Sometimes they just come out flat. At the top, they're better than – they're just as good as anybody, but sometimes they come out flat. I then have Trzinski and Smith. I talked about that. I think they're an incredible team. Number seven, kind of a – gamble for me but i think it's going to be, be a team that comes out and throws really really well and clicks out of the gate jordan camba and frank modlin they get really out, they get all the way into wow. number seven wow. number eight a team that finished top five last season incredible players josh and Derek holland then coming at number nine i have tanner and easy getting back into it i think nine is even a little bit low i'm gonna go off some of the uh, instances where we didn't see easy play at a high level last season. If he can correct that, my nine is going to be a bad low prediction. If he does, um, if he doesn't, I think he they end up around number nine. I have number ten, Ryan Smith and Ryan Wiedenfeld getting there at number ten. I did have Justin Burton Jr. and Logan Chamberlain at ten until Tanner Halbert kicked him out. So, um, so yeah, I like my team. I like my top ten. Anthony. This Let is crazy. Know. What is yours? For the record, people, me and Trey do not talk ahead of time. <laughs> like, this is totally, we have the exact same, same top team except for one team. You threw Camba Modlin in there. I just couldn't do it. They're close. Um, but going through it, we share the same top one guy, Graham. And then from there, we have the same and it mixes. I went Richards, Lopez, Rawls, Birchfield, Hicks, Windsor. Those are my four. We okay, share so, five. Okay, so four was, same, four was the same in different order. I got you. I got yep. you. Yep. All right. With yep. sharing one, we share five. I got Ruben Power. Um, our six sevens a little mixed up. I went the Hollins, and then I went Smith Trzinski, six seven. I have yep. number eight Smith and Weedenfield. I also put Zockline and Halbert in there at nine, and then my ten, which is where our only difference is. This is my stretch pick. The open doubles champs and the young kids, Hamilton, Fisher, and Gavin Cano. At mm, 10. I like it. I like it. So you went, yeah, because originally, like I said, I had Burton and Chamberlain kind of. And the reason I did that is I, I got to force myself, right? I picked Logan Chamberlain as my rookie of the year. So mm -hmm. Wiedenfeld and Fisher can't finish that high ahead of him if I'm going to be consistent with that selection. Yes. Did you right? think it that much through? When you were looking, like from well, what you so, said, so exactly what I did. I went, I went through. I made my top ten, and when I hit nine ten, I said, Wiedenfeld and Smith is going to be a really good team. I put them in there, and then I go, well, next I almost want to put Hamilton and 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 Cano, but I also had some other returning. I had Neistat in, yes, um, Shermahorn. I thought about. I had. Um, you know, who is, who is the other one on this list that we do? Oh, Tur Turpin and Franklin were yep. right there that I was getting ready to put in. But then I was like, look, if I put all these teams in and I have Logan Chamberlain finish in 16th, and then he only beats Wiedenfeld by one spot in singles, Chamberlain ain't winning the rookie of the year, right? So I kind of had to, if, if I'm going to stick to my guns, let's stick to my guns. So, um, yeah, I think that's so funny, Anthony, that we only had had the one. Day. Where do you, where do you have Gamba and Maudlin finishing? I have them at 14. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. 
yeah, it's it's just all about how they if they can come out and have some some high level chemistry out of the gate and there and I like that they're playing, um, you know I like that they're playing together in in this first open. We're gonna yeah, they're quickly. They're playing this weekend, so I'm I, we're gonna roll into our hot takes and I'm curious. Did anybody have any hot takes regarding them? What do you got? Go ahead, Anthony. You go for it. Okay, I'm going to go to an open number one doubles hot take. Um, so who couldn't be hot takes? You know, I'm looking at the list like a Rawls-Birchfield, the Hollands, Power, Harball are too strong. So I'm going with a team that's off, a ra- off the radar and a team that I kind of said last week I just didn't understand because it meant Noah Wooten breaking up with Tony Smith. They were a top 10 team. Um, I said it wasn't going to work for Wooten because I think he's going to go backwards in ranks. Um they can still be a good team, but I think he's going to go backwards. My hot take, Noah Wooten and Hunter Thorne win a bracket this weekend, open number one. Okay, what do you got, Trey? Um, I don't know how hot it is. I mean, it may be hot because I'm going to pick a winner, right? And it's hard to okay. just pick a winner. But okay. I'm going winner of open number one in doubles, Ryan Windsor and Alex Hicks, the open yep. dominating team. Going with them. If I was going to I pick a winner it. of that that's what I yep. would have picked as well. Anthony is all jacked up. He's all jacked up. <laughs> now, I don't know what the brackets are or anything, but I'm picking for a bracket winner, Gavin Cano and Fisher Hamilton. Okay. All right, guys. That's all we got time for today. Um, enjoy the cornhole coming to you this weekend from Rock Hill, and we'll see you all next time.